This is Optimal Living Daily Relationships, Episode 189, 20 True Stories of Heartbreak and Resilience That Will Make You Think, Smile, and Cry, Part 2, by Mark Chernoff of MarkAndAngel.com. Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Joss Marie, and this is the show where I narrate to you from some of the best relationship blogs in the world every Monday through Friday, free of charge. If you'd like to learn more about the show, join the mailing list, or simply get in contact with us, come by oldpodcast.com. We'd love to hear from you. Today, I'm going to be sharing 10 more heartfelt stories by Mark Chernoff that are sure to make you think, smile, and cry. So make sure and listen to yesterday's episode first to hear part one, if you haven't already. That's episode 188. And just a heads up before we start, you may want to have a tissue on hand. But without further ado, let's hear Mark's stories and continue optimizing your life. 20 True Stories of Heartbreak and Resilience That Will Make You Think, Smile, and Cry Part 2 by Mark Chernoff of MarkAndAngel.com Number 10. I'm sitting in my hospital bed waiting to have both my breasts removed, but in a strange way, I feel like the lucky one. Up until now, I have had no health problems. I'm a 69-year-old woman in the last room at the end of the hall before the pediatric division of the hospital begins. Over the past few hours, I have watched dozens of cancer patients being wheeled by in wheelchairs and rolling beds. None of these patients could be a day older than 17. Number 11. My dad is a blind cancer survivor. He lost both his eyes when he was in his early 30s to a rare form of cancer. Despite this, he raised my sister and I and took care of my mom, who was in and out of rehab for alcoholism and depression. My mom is a fully recovered alcoholic now. My sister and I have graduated college and my parents are still together and back to being happy. I'm certain none of this would have been possible if my dad hadn't been such a resilient, positive force in our lives. My dad's mental strength literally saved our family, and he's the one who pointed me towards Mark and Angel's blog. Number 12. I'm an Iraq and Afghanistan veteran. Upon arriving home six years ago from my final tour in Afghanistan, I found out that my wife had been cheating on me and had spent almost all of our savings. I had nowhere to stay and no phone and was suffering from severe anxiety problems. One of my close friends from high school, Sean, and his wife, seeing that I was in need of help, took me in and let me live with their family of five. They helped me deal with my divorce and get my life together. Since then, I've moved into my own place, completed the Getting Back to Happy course, opened a fairly successful local diner, and my friend's kids call me Uncle Jay when they see me. The way they supported me and adopted me into their family in my desperate time of need is now the guidepost for how I try to live my life. Number 13. The happiest moment of my life is still that split second a year ago when as I laid crushed under a 2,000-pound car, I realized my husband and nine-year-old boy were out of the vehicle and absolutely okay. Number 14. I've been dying of leukemia since my 17th birthday. 
I was sent home from the hospital for my final few weeks 156 days ago. But now, I'm back at the hospital being treated again, because my doctors now believe there is hope. Number 15. After three years of separation and lots of regretful drama, my ex-wife and I finally resolved our differences and we met for dinner last night. We laughed and chatted for almost five hours. Then, just before we parted ways, she handed me a large envelope. In it were 20 love letters she wrote me over the last three years. There was a post-it note on the envelope that read, Letters I was too stubborn to send. And even crazier is that I wrote her a few letters too, and I still have them. And we just got two tickets to think better, live better together. Number 16. Yesterday, after completing eight straight months of depression rehab at a live-in treatment center, I spent my first day out with my five-year-old daughter. We sat on my parents' front porch all day making construction paper collages. The sight and sound of my daughter's laughter and the simple pleasures of cutting construction paper and peeling Elmer's glue off our hands are the best reminders I've had in eight months of why I'm choosing life. Number 17. I realized that although it was the darkest period of my life, if I had not struggled through and beaten seven years of an eating disorder and severe depression, I would not be here now, smiling so appreciatively at the sunset through my living room window. Number 18. At 8 a.m. this morning, after nearly four months of lifelessness in her hospital bed, we took my mom off life support, and her heart continued beating on its own, and she continued breathing on her own. Then this evening, when I squeezed her hand three times, she squeezed back three times. Number 19. This afternoon, at the age of 70, I graduated from the University of North Carolina with a bachelor's degree in business. I've been a successful business owner most of my life, but I decided to earn my degree to fulfill a promise I made to my mom before she lost her battle with cancer on my 20th birthday, 50 years ago. And number 20. Last night on Christmas Eve, there was a family of six staying at our hotel. They were hanging out in the lobby by the fireplace, sharing stories, laughing, and taking turns reading excerpts from your book. I asked them where they were from. Oh, we're from here, the father said. Our house burned down yesterday, but miraculously, all of us got out safely. And that makes this a very Merry Christmas. A Reason for Hard Times The stories above obviously hold many lessons, but one lesson they collectively share is the fact that hard times don't just break a person, they can also make a person. Hard times are like strong storms that blow against your body and mind. And it's not just that these storms hold you back from places you might otherwise go. They also tear away from you all but the essential parts of you that cannot be torn, so that afterward you see yourself as you really are in the present, without the needless attachments and crutches you've been clinging to. In a very real sense, you are here to endure these storms, to risk your heart, to be bruised by life. And when it happens that you are hurt or betrayed or rejected, let yourself sit quietly with your eyes closed and remember all the good times you had and all the sweetness you tasted and everything you learned. 
tell yourself how amazing the journey has been, and then remind yourself that pain is a necessary part of it all. In all seasons of life, your goal shouldn't be to seek a perfect and pain-free existence, but to live an imperfect and sometimes painful one in radical amazement, to get up every morning and take a good look around in a way that takes nothing for granted. Everything is extraordinary in its own right. Every day is a gift. Never treat life casually. To be spiritual in any way is to be amazed in every way, even when things don't go your way. And it's important to note, too, that Angel and I don't just preach. We've endured our own pain, survived our own strong storms, and learned from firsthand experience many times over. In the past decade alone, we have dealt with several severe hardships, including the sudden death of a sibling, the loss of a best friend to illness, significant betrayal from a business partner, an unexpected breadwinning employment layoff that forced us out of our house, and more. These experiences were brutal. Each of them knocked us down hard and kept us down for a while. But when our time of mourning was over after each misfortune, we pressed forward, stronger, and with a greater understanding and respect for life. You just listened to part two of the post titled, 20 True Stories of Heartbreak and Resilience That Will Make You Think, Smile, and Cry by Mark Chernoff of MarkAndAngel.com. Thanks again to Mark and Angel for letting us share these beautiful and impactful stories with you today. Also, if you have a certain author in mind that you'd like to hear from, or if you'd just like to get in touch with us for any number of reasons, visit us at oldpodcast.com. And for those of you who may be interested, you can sign up for our mailing list right at oldpodcast.com too. Thanks for visiting. And just like that, we're 189 episodes down. Crazy to think we're approaching 200. Feels like just yesterday we hit 100. I hope you're enjoying the show as much as I am. Have a fabulous rest of your day, and I'll see you again tomorrow with a marriage post from FamilyOptimize.com, where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more, from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.